0: ...is that of the Christian witnesses to whom Westminster Abbey wants us to look. For the question is not, how do I become someone like King, Romero, or Bonhoeffer? Instead, we need to ask, how does their life, work, and witness help me in following Jesus in my here and now? John Matthews calls attention to Bonhoeffer's remarkable collection of letters and papers from prison, so full of albeit fragmentary but very evocative ideas, in order to assist in the Church's pastoral task today. This collection, called Resistance and Surrender, Letters and Papers from Prison, has gone through a number of editions in German, each one expanding on the previous one, and since its first appearance in the early fifties of the last century— has been translated into numerous languages. The new critical edition is soon to appear in English. Far more important and remarkable, however, is the impact that book has had. Here are some examples. During the Seventh International Bonhoeffer Congress in Cape Town, January 1996, we learned while visiting the infamous Robben Island Prison, where Nelson Mandela had been held for eighteen years, that Eberhard Bedger's biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer had found its way, we were not told how, into that prison, and that Mandela had more than likely read it. If that is true, what did he take from Bonhoeffer for his long walk to freedom? Why was the Dietrich Bonhoeffer Prize awarded in May 1999 to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of South Africa, with Desmond Tutu himself coming to Berlin to accept the prize? Many of South Korea's Minjong theologians were arrested by the Korean CIA and imprisoned. Why did the Korean CIA prepare a Bonhoeffer list on which every arrested Minjong theologian's name was to be found? Why did thousands of Christians in that country, imprisoned by the Korean CIA during the bleak period of the military dictatorship, write the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer in the confessions they were forced into composing? Why were these Christians so convinced that if martyrdom is the duty to resist and even to face death, it is the duty of the living and their responsibility to remember people like Bonhoeffer as they resist? What made Bonhoeffer and his book it had been translated into Korean in 1965 a dangerous memory of which to remember became a duty and responsibility? And what did the Minjong theologians and their students find in those letters that moved them to liberate Jesus from the prison made by those who live for themselves only, the prison of the golden calf? Such were the questions raised during a Bonhoeffer lecture presented at Union Theological Seminary in New York on April 23, 1999. Finally, why did the leadership of the Protestant churches in the former German Democratic Republic turned to Dietrich Bonhoeffer in their search for ways of being the church there that refused restoration to pre-Nazi existence, that accepted and confessed the German church's guilt of complicity in the horrors of the Third Reich? How did Bonhoeffer help them in their efforts to responsibly be a church neither against nor merely alongside, but within socialism?" What did they find that made them work on a political theology that resisted forgetting the past while also resisting the cheap grace of accommodation with the powers that be, however tempting that was? What did Christians of the GDR churches set out to build as a church for others, as Gregory Baum puts it in his book with that title? John Matthews knows this host of questions, and many others like them, and recognises that all of them come from a context where Christians had turned to Bonhoeffer in their need to have what he calls solid pillars on which to rest. The realities of the world around them had pushed these Christians into a different and to them hitherto unknown territory, where the familiar pillars or perhaps flying buttresses were found to be crumbling. But it is not answers to this host of questions that John Matthews is out to provide in this book. Instead, as a pastor, in our context here and now, he seeks to invite us to allow ourselves to be arrested by that figure over the entrance of Westminster Abbey and to be drawn into deep reflection on true discipleship for ourselves. I do not think it a coincidence that the planners of that series of sculptures placed Bonhoeffer and his fellow Christians outside the Abbey's walls. According to Bonhoeffer, to be the church, that is, to follow after Jesus Christ, is to follow him into the world rather than into the church. Such discipleship can no longer be held securely by many of the familiar...